You got to look at who you're learning from. Did they have a business five years ago or even three years ago? If so, did they have something that failed and failed forward? Or did they have something that was successful? Or did they just start doing their business? Is it another business every three months? Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Crater. Today, we're sitting down with Braden Ross, aka Mr. Airbnb. This guy is very involved in the Airbnb space. He's worked with guys like Ty Lopez, actually teaches on Ty Lopez's course, both on social media and on Airbnb. Um, he's very involved in the industry. He's, he's 24, almost 25 years old, and he's doing some massive, massive things as far as short-term rentals go. Okay, so for those of you guys that aren't super familiar, Airbnb, um, basically his business model, and what he's gonna be talking about and really diving deep into throughout the podcast is finding these apartments, condos, or other locations that he can then repost on Airbnb as short-term rentals, okay? So he's getting these things called master leases from the people who own the properties. He's not actually buying the properties himself, okay? So it's a great way to get involved in real estate if you don't have that much money because you don't actually need to purchase the property. You're just working with the person who owns the property to uh, basically rent it out from them and then put it up on Airbnb from there. So that's the business model. Um, he's absolutely crushing it. And he's gonna teach you guys exactly how to get started along with how to connect with some really high level influencers. Because like I mentioned, he teaches on a couple of Ty Lopez's courses. He's connected with Grant Cardone and his team. He's connected with Gary Vee's team. Okay, so this guy has really got his name out there a lot for being a 24 year old who again is, is relatively early in the game, but he's got a lot of amazing wisdom and value to share with you in this episode. So without further ado, we're just going to dive right into it. So wherever you guys are at right now, whether you are I'm at the gym or you're walking to class, whatever you're doing on this wonderful day, I want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money with Braden Ross. All right, Braden, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Good, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely, man. I'm super stoked to be chatting with you. So our listeners got to hear a little bit about you in the intro to this episode. But for those of them that aren't super familiar with who Braden Ross is and what you're currently working on right now, give us like a 60 to 90 second snapshot of where you're at. Yeah, so uh, actually where I'm physically at right now uh, is one of uh, the mansions that we do out here in Miami. Um, so I currently do Airbnb property rentals. So how that works is a couple of years ago, um, I I wanted to get into the entrepreneurial space uh, a little bit more. I was a university student, fourth year accounting class. I, I really didn't want to pursue that. I didn't want to sit in a cubicle. Um, so I started a TV streaming company and that kind of gave me a little bit of a taste on the entrepreneurial lifestyle. And from there, um, I bought my first place at 21 years old. I'm currently 24. Um, so, uh, I'll be 25 in a couple months and I realized <clears throat> with being able to travel, you needed some sort of passive income, um, not fully passive, but something that, that I could control and it wouldn't require too much of my time. So I bought my first place listed on Airbnb, uh, while I was running my social media marketing agency and my television, uh, TV streaming company. Um, and the, the SMMA company actually did take off. I started doing medical dental niche as well as plastic surgeons. Um, and, uh, I loved Airbnb because I could set it up. Uh, I could literally answer my phone in an airplane. I know you're not supposed to Wi-Fi calling that <laughs> people in and, uh, and, and, and they'd be able to, uh, come in and I'd get paid through, uh, Airbnb 24 hours after they checked out. So started arbitrating the market saying, you know, I didn't, I didn't have enough money as a college student to keep buying property after property. I was lucky enough to be able to purchase one at 21 uh, and save up. And so what I was able to do was start convincing homeowners to let me uh, start not subletting, it's not a sublease, uh, but master lease their property out. And from there, 
I was able to make a difference uh, on what I paid for rent and, and then what I posted on Airbnb. I didn't just let it uh, sit on Airbnb. I run Facebook ads and I put it on 200 other short-term rental platforms. So it's always booked out. Wow. Super interesting, man. So <laughs> we do have a younger listener base here. So I do want to sort of flash back in time to, um, you, you're talking a little about your college years, but a little bit before that, talk just about like middle school, high school. Like, were you somebody who was getting interested in entrepreneurship at that young of an age? Were you into school, sports, music? Like what'd that look like? Yeah. Um, at six years old, I started my first business. Uh, <laughs> and what that business was is super into Beyblades. If you remember Beyblades, yeah. uh, Yo cards, Digimon cards. I would start flipping those with my friends and it wasn't really for a monetary value. It was more, let's just trade cards. And uh, I realized the importance of being able to have what's what I call a black swan um, in, in a conversation. And that's just leverage. Uh, understanding that I had the better card than the other guy. So he needed to trade me two cards instead of one for me. And then, you know, I grew up in Canada. I'm not from the United States. Uh, I know there's not a lot of Canadian entrepreneurs that start to really get into the LA area and whatnot in Miami. So I wanted to do something that I knew I could do and that was simple. And my real, I guess my real first business where I started to earn money was I opened one with my, my older brother who's 10 years older than me. I was 12 years old. He's 22. And we started doing snow removal around my block and uh, I made five bucks a, a walk, which wasn't huge, but it was something. So for those younger listeners, especially the ones in high school, you know, I always had a hustle in high school specifically. Um, I was super into fitness. Whether you're into fitness, whether you're into music, whether you're into e-commerce, affiliate marketing, whether that's copywriting, funnel building, it doesn't matter what you're good at. You need to be master some skill that will actually allow you to create opportunity and a competitive advantage for the person that you're going to work with. And service-based businesses are always the cheapest. They cost no money usually to start. Product-based businesses do. Um, and uh, I was flipping iPhones and uh, that's how I made a lot of my money in high school. Uh, I'm a huge, huge believer in like, you need to have a valuable skill because a lot of younger listeners are like, man, I want to get out there, start making some money. But like, what are you good at? Like, where are you bringing value to the market? Yeah. Um, I guess where I'm good at it, if I had to encompass all my businesses, uh, mm -hmm. whether that's real estate, whether that is crypto or tech, um, it's really being personable, re really being able to, I think at the end of the day, people don't really <clears throat> care about how good your product is unless they really like, like you, they're not going to listen to what you have to say. If you learn how to sell, just like Grant Cardone or any of these big guys, uh, even Gary Vaynerchuk, people can relate to him because he's not a show off. Uh, he'll just speak the truth. And I think that that's super important, but you can't just be like, hey, I, I'm a nice guy. You need to understand how to actually uh, iterate your product and um, be able to, I guess, show why you're better than the next guy. I never looked at pricing. I still don't. I, I don't look at pricing um, for anything. When I started my SMMA, um, I got picked up by Ty Lopez because I was charging 10 times more than the other guy. And I was a university student, my fourth year of university, you know, closed three dental clinics um, and ended up, he ended up flying me out and I teach for him now. So it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you can go from university to, I'm not saying make a million dollars. It doesn't happen like that. I've been at this grind for three years straight now. But for those that don't know where to start, start looking at high income producing skills. And that's why I said, copywriting or funnel building even this podcast for example you start a podcast you start getting people to hop on those podcasts put out a facebook ad target the people who are the admins of like tmz or uh time magazine or new york times people that are in those positions so they can see that what you're putting out actually matters mm, 100 percent. so when you were just starting off i know this is something that a lot of younger listeners struggle with 
did you ever have issues or feel reluctant to charge those high prices? Cause you said you were charging like 10 times what the other guy was. Um, was that hard for you to like internalize as a young person who was sort of just getting started into, into their business ventures? It was scary. Um, it's always scary because you always question yourself, am I worth this much? And realistically, a lot of the time you're not, but that doesn't mean you can't be. Meaning if you show them here, I'm not going to charge you the money right away. These are my prices. Let me show you what I can do. And if they see the value and you know the value. So how I did it was I became really good at SEO search engine optimization. Mm. And when I was in my last year of university, um, when I left, I started really getting into why, why is Google important? I knew nothing about what the internet had to provide and affiliate marketing. I heard of drop shipping in 2015. I never took advantage of that. I wish I did. Um, and you know, I really wanted to understand why being on the first page of Google mattered. And I know it's starting to be a little bit skewed because people are really focused on social media. But when you're on that first page, page of, of Google, people understand that you don't really have to call those leads every time. Those leads are coming to you. So with these dental clinics, you know, I, I promised them. I said, I'll get you to the page one of uh, Google for our local city. I live in Calgary, Alberta. Um, and there's, I think there's like 300 and some odd dental clinics out there. If I don't do that, I'll give you all your money back by six months. So he had a guarantee. I was willing to put my skin in the game and uh, I'd, I'd basically work for nothing if I couldn't achieve the result. And that's what people want. Business owners want results. They don't want maybes. And so all these kids who are starting SMMA or want to start digital marketing, it's too hard to learn Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, all these different platforms. So well, even I haven't started my podcast because I don't know exactly what I want to talk about. That's why I'm not going to jump in your shoes because I, I don't know yet. So I'm not going to try to be good at everything. And if you do that, you're never going to get anywhere. Get good at one skill. If you're going to start an SMMA, for example, for a lot of the kids that are listening or people that are listening, become good at funnel building and Facebook ads, those two things. And then on top of that, if you can do that, you can adverse those skills, especially Facebook ads into like affiliate marketing or creating your own service or brand. That's what Absolutely. I could not agree more. Could not agree more. So transitioning into college, was that ever, was that a big decision for you? Like, should I go to college? Should I not? Was that something your parents really enforced for you? Or what was that looking like? My, uh, my parents, all, I think all of our parents, you're, you're, you're 20, right? So you're yeah. 90. Um, so I'm a 94. Um, and I think that a lot of the millennials, cause I fall into that category. I think a lot of our parents, they didn't have this opportunity. So they're pushing us into that space. You know, I was in originally in environmental health and safety and sciences. I hated science. Why did I do that? I spent 15 grand on something that I didn't even like. And then I went to business school because I thought business school would create that opportunity so I could have that piece of paper because I didn't know any different. So there's a lot of listeners I'm sure that are saying, you know, my parents are saying I have to go to school. It's, it's $50,000 for four years, blah, blah, blah. You need to understand that my parents did the same thing. And I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs parents did the same thing where they're going to say, go get a job, go get a job, go get a job. I made like 800 bucks my first month of creating my Ross box TV business. And they're like, get a job. Like you need to make more money than that, especially if you want to live on your own. And that's the struggle is if you want to make a hundred grand a year, you need to understand you're broke. You're broke. If you're making, if you're making a hundred grand a year, you're doing okay. You can live, but you're not going to be free as free as you want. You're not broke. I shouldn't say that, but compared to the people that you should surround yourself with, you need to push the envelope. And if you don't do that, school will never push you past that. Unless you're becoming a doctor, a lawyer, a profession like that, then it's necessary. I'm not mm. going to have a doctor work on me if, if, if he learned off Google, for example. <laughs> you know? Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. So um, it sounded like you 
by, by the sound of your story that you dropped out um, eventually when you were pretty close to graduating. So what did that decision look like for you and, and why did you decide to do that? Um, I was in my, like, I was in accounting. Um, I hated taxation. Um, now I realize how important it is. Uh, I was 20 years old at the time, 1920. So I realized that <clears throat> sitting in this, in this room and I was, I was still trying to produce my Ross box business. I just felt like I wasn't gaining, like I was learning stuff that wasn't necessary, you know, human resources, or, uh, I'd have to take an architectural and design class. Like why, why do they make us do that? Because they need to fill the void and prerequisites, especially in business school. If you want to learn how to do a business, make a business, start a business. There's so much online, online information. I learned more from YouTube and I have an interview literally on the news where they're like, you guys are doing midterms, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how's everything going? Where do you get most of your information from? Do you believe a cell phone is making us smarter or are we just <clears throat> becoming more dumb and the cell phone controls us? So it's like, I honestly believe that I think humans are becoming smarter. I believe that because we're surrounded by so much information, we're in, in, in an information age. And I believe that most people aren't implementing as much yet. Um, but I do truly believe that we can learn anything we want online. It's there. Uh, and a lot of these courses that people put out, you can learn the information online. If you don't want to spend all the time looking in different spots, then great. But I think that for those that are struggling to know if they should go to university or not, ask yourself, what do you really want to do? You might not know what you want to do in five years. That's okay. I still don't even know exactly. I, I know I'll be in real estate my whole life. I know that because it'll always be here. But I love to be able to transition knowledge to people. And whether that's, I'm not the smartest guy in e-commerce. I don't do drop shipping. I'm not going to pretend I am. I know for a fact that there's other guys in Airbnb that know what they're talking about. And I know I can still learn from them. I'm not trying to be the smartest. And if you are the smartest, then you need to move whatever place you're in and go around smarter people. And I always believed in that. And I realized that college was keeping me in those four walls and I was never around smarter people in these areas. And they were only teaching me what they had known. And most of them weren't even making six figures a year. And it's not based only on money, but it's based on the byproduct of what money offers. And that's freedom. Hmm. So how did you start finding these, these higher level people to surround yourself with at that young age? Um, you have to go looking, man. I mean, I sat in my, I sat in my parents' house. Uh, I remember when I left school that summer, my car blew up on me. I was driving a 2006 Kia Rio. Uh, I didn't change the oil in it. It's always that story. I feel like everybody has that story. Oh, I rags to riches, blah, blah. I'm not even trying to make it seem like that. My parents provided, my, my, my family uh, is, I guess, like a little bit above middle class. We're not rich, but they always provided me with the things I needed. Um, I wasn't a spoiled brat. I have two brothers. Uh, so really, how did I surround myself with that? I put my head down and there was, there was two people that I wanted to meet. It was Grant Cardone and Ty Lopez because that's all I learned from online and YouTube. I'm not going to meet YouTube. <laughs> it's not a real person. So how, how did um, can you see? Are you, we good? You there? Oh, there we go. Now we're back. Yeah. yeah I think we glitched for a second. All right, no worries. Um, you were just talking about Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez. Yeah, I just, I honestly, I just wanted to get my face in front of somebody that I know um, that really knew how to control the market. I'm not talking about just how to make money, but somebody that had influence. And I'm not saying become a social media superstar because there is cons to it. Um, but if you really want to build out uh, something you can sell, if you build a personal brand, which I recommend over a business brand, um, you can sell anything. You look at Kylie Jenner. She became a billionaire from it. 
<laughs> like she killed yeah. it. Um, so how did I, how did I do it? Um, <clears throat> I started to push myself in my local area of Calgary. I actually was in Langdon and you're not going to know what Langdon is. That's why I didn't mention only 4,000 people in there. Um, and, uh, that's where I started doing my TV streaming company. Um, I, I'd ride my bike around, do free trials, post to the Facebook group, do craft markets on the weekends and carry around a little tiny 32 inch TV. I started meeting other business owners and I started doing it through craft sales, honestly. And as stupid as that sounds, it pushed me into that very base level. And from there, I started getting into the social media world. I went, well, I'm only one guy. I can only be in one place at one time promoting my product to a few people. What if I could do that at mass quantity and understand a scaling system that would actually produce results? And that's what happened. And then people started recognizing, oh, I've seen his advertisements a few times. I wasn't being annoying. Um, and even if they hated it, you still hit them with another ad. <laughs> And, um, and then that's where it was, you know, uh, I think it was two years, you know, it was about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I went to GrowthCon too. Uh, I, I started networking online with guys like you who are in the, in the industry, guys in LA and Miami, um, that knew a lot of people that were running very successful businesses. I ran into a friend, his name is Berto. He runs a large Forex company out here in Miami. <clears throat> and, um, he got me a ticket to GrowthCon too. I said, I want to meet one person when I come here. It's Ty Lopez. Because I've been following, I took his SMMA uh, and I, I, I made some really good money with it. <clears throat> so I was on stage. Uh, everybody surrounded him when he came off. I said, mm -hmm. whatever, I'm out of here. I, I walked out of Mandalay Bay. As I'm walking out of Mandalay Bay, um, I see a huge swarm of people. And this guy comes up with a hood on. Obviously, it's Ty um, and uh, his big bodyguard, Rome. And they're making jokes with Zach. And, uh, and then I, I said, hey, Ty, you know, I, I made 35 grand in my first week of doing your program. He's like, can you repeat that? And put me up on his Instagram and Snapchat. And from there, um, it helped me immensely. <clears throat> that same week, reached out to Elena Cardone. And this is where I have to go. They didn't find me. I had to find them. They had no idea who I was. I sent Elena Cardone a message. I said, hey, Elena, I don't think Grant will ever hear this, but I have it on my Instagram. Uh, but <clears throat> I just want you to thank both you and him. After this, uh, after this week, I've been able to start a coaching business showing people the basics. I was only charging, I think, 50 bucks an hour, which is fair. Um, but I want to get myself in the door to understand how it worked, uh, to be able to start a new business after growth con. He, she showed Grant and Grant showed me on his Instagram and that helped me immensely too. So things were starting to fall into place. A year goes by, <laughs> uh, Ty, Ty and his team forgot about me, um, cause they meet so many people Yeah. And it's Sunday night. And again, I'm trying to find opportunities. I'm reaching. You have to reach just like you do. You get a lot of good people on your podcast. Thank you. Um, so, uh, I comment on Ty's post. This guy talking about how much he made in SMMA, making six figures a month. Great. Uh, and, uh, I said, Hey, do you remember me from growth con two last year? I wake up the next morning and, um, he messages me and says, Hey, fly out to LA. We'd love to feature you in a testimonial. And this is how my story started to unravel. Um, we'd love to feature you in a testimonial. We'd love to have you teach in social media marketing agency 2.0. I was happy, right? Like that's something that I wanted so bad that I made it happen. And of course, with their help, they didn't see that it wouldn't happen. And it happened. The next day I was out in LA, I was shooting SMMA 2.0 and I was working now with the guy that I'd been watching online and learning from over the past year and a half. And I pitched the Airbnb idea as I was filming the, the, the videos. I said, hey, I'm doing this Airbnb business. I think it's lucrative. You have to own no real estate. You have, need no credit. You need no money down to get a property. Not in all cases, but in some. Mm. And you don't even have to furnish the place. You can get in and start making money and manage people's places for a percentage. Ty's like, 
ah, we'll put that on knowledgesociety.com. Well, his team did. It'll be like a $10 a month subscription. I get a call back uh, this last February, uh, January, and they said, hey, we just got a place in New York. You want to come shoot uh, Airbnb? We called like 35 other teachers, but we really liked you. Uh, and I was like super happy. And uh, I said, yeah, definitely. I'm going to come film. So we, we filmed HSMC, so which home sharing management company. Um, and now we're super close. I'm actually about to go on uh, the live tomorrow with them to teach all the social media marketing agency students that they've put through, which is over 40,000. Um, and this all started to unravel. And it's not, it's not a, it's not to boast. It's to be like, this is possible. Um, you can have it, but if you stay in your mom's basement or wherever the hell you're sitting and you keep playing video games, you can play video games. There's nothing wrong with that, but at least put in the work to something you want to attain. I still play video games. I don't care. <laughs> you need time for yourself. Um, and, uh, and then Gary B's team actually reached out to me a couple weeks back where I helped them endorse his new sneaker line. Um, which is great. I love it. And those are like, I feel like I caught like back in the day as a kid, Pokemon, I played Pokemon. I feel like I caught three legendary Pokemon. So <laughs> that's what it feels like to me. Um, and now, now I'm just doing this. I'm, I'm here in Miami. Uh, we just picked up six large houses. Uh, it's a lot of work. I'm still working 12 to 13 hour days. I'm not just, I don't hire just everybody. I need to understand the function. So whatever business you're running, understand the functions of each portion. Don't become great at them, but start delegating. You should be the guy that that manages and builds the business, not the guy that does everything. And so uh, that's where I am in 2019. Um, run my Airbnb business. <clears throat> my biggest other business is I teach people Airbnb. I do Airbnb coaching. I guarantee somebody an Airbnb in 30 days or less. We only have 30 people in the groups. Uh, it's not everybody is accepted. They hop on a call with me and my team uh, and we vet them over the phone. And then we decide, hey, this might be somebody who's a good fit. And uh, yeah, and if after 30 days or less, they don't get an Airbnb. We find their lead, help them close their deal and get their listing set up and optimized. And it's a rinse and repeat process. So my life is good right now. I just finished taking my parents, uh, my dad on his 50th birthday. We went on a cruise to the Bahamas, made it down here to Miami. He even helped me set up this house. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's, it, it didn't happen overnight. Like I said, I made 800 bucks my first month and that's going to happen. You're not going to, you never make a boatload of money your first month unless you strike something amazing. You need to think about why you're better. And if you don't feel like you're better for a certain reason, I'm not telling you to reinvent the wheel, but I'm, I'm saying find something like if you're starting an SMMA, why don't you integrate selling the leads instead of just giving the leads and then you can earn a commission off it. That gives you a competitive advantage. Affiliate marketing, there's tons of affiliate marketing out there. Um, ClickFunnels, for example, offers like a 40%. But my main focus anyways, I don't, I don't want to get off topic, is, is Airbnb uh, and I love it. So that's where I'm at. Man, that's wild. And I want to dive a little bit deeper into those stories of, of how you met um, Ty and, and Grant and, and Gary, um, because those are some, some household names that I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to be very familiar with. And one of the questions that I get most frequently is like, how do you make connections with high level influencers? So talk to, talk to the young listener now, maybe like 18, 19, 20 years old, about how they can start to connect with high level people. Probably not at that high of a level if they're just starting off. Like, what are some strategies for, for either reaching out? Because clearly you were reaching out to most people in these cases. They didn't come to you. Um, but what, what advice do you have to a young listener? Yeah. Um, if you're going to school to learn uh, how, to, how to build a business, like I said, that you really love the idea of becoming an influencer or you really love the idea of having something where people know your name because you've created something magnificent, you need to follow in the footsteps. Everybody says, get a mentor. Yes, get a mentor. But get somebody who's actually willing uh, not just to – show you the ropes, but somebody that's actually willing to be right by your side when you need them 
what I mean by that is if you reach out to these influencers, 10 million, 2 million followers, maybe you love YouTubing and maybe you love pranks. Maybe you follow Vitaly. Maybe you like Vitaly. Maybe you want to, maybe you want to be like Vitaly and you want to do pranks. You need to understand that he's not going to see your DM on Instagram likely. You need to go to where he is. You need to get into these events. One of them I went to a Social X. I learned or I met with a lot of really good influencers in different areas. One of my good friends, Sean Kelly, he's part of Jersey Champs. He's a very good friend of mine now. Um, jo uh, Josh Madrid, Jet Set Fly. Uh, he's a good friend now. Um, and just a lot of these guys really doing really amazing things. And how I got there was physically showing up. I wasn't sitting behind my phone waiting for them to DM me. They don't even know me. They, they didn't even know I existed. I was nothing. And you need to understand that you need to get in front of them. Once you get in front of them, the law of association will put you in front of more people because you now are associated with them. You need to show up to events. Go to these big conferences. Go to Thrive. Thrive is going on right now by Cole Hatter. Cole mm -hmm. Hatter's in Vegas. Tons of entrepreneurs that you follow every day are there walking around, walking around. What are you doing? You're sitting behind and watching from Instagram when you could be there. And if you don't got the money, find the money. Cost a couple hundred bucks. Get a cheap Airbnb. Get a $50 one bedroom. Just show up. Make yourself look like you care. And that's how I made it, man. That's how I made it. It was, it was showing up to these events and events changed my life. Uh, not because of just the knowledge that was portrayed. It was the network that, that was there. And that's what I recommend if you're 18, 19 and you're listening, then you need to do that. Start looking up these big events that are going on. I'm actually holding a mastermind myself. It's not going to be as big as Cole Hatter's because I like smaller groups, but it's going to be 250 people. We'll have some of the best people from across the world, I believe, in different industries all the way from uh, cryptocurrency trading, Forex, uh, my buddy Birdo here. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to try and get like Chase Hero out here, Dan Fleischman, a lot of the big names. So I want to get these kind of guys, as well as uh, Casey Adams, Build Your Empire. My good friend Dylan uh, is, is with him. You must know all these people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I recommend. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's great advice. And I mean, the events that I've gone to, the events that I've spoken at, like that is where I've made the best connection with people. Cause like when you meet someone one-on-one -on -one, face to face, like that is when you can actually have a meaningful connection with someone. Like you can, you can get to know somebody a little bit through like DMs or, or like having them on a podcast, but like until you meet them face to face, it, it's a completely different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. I just met some of my guys that have been working for me for like the past six months. And when you meet someone face to face, I don't think there's ever going to be anything that really, uh, whether it's holograms or whatever's coming out <laughs> next, augmented reality, nothing will replace that. Nah, never, never. So one thing you mentioned, Braden, is is the idea of delegation, and I want you to dive a little bit deeper on that and how you sort of you said your process was like you learn something um, a little bit, you figure out like how something should be done, and then you delegate. Let's talk to us about that process, and uh, yeah, yeah, I was horrible at it before. I tried to do everything. Um, I tried. Oh my god, when I signed my first. SMMA client. I was doing the SEO, email marketing. Uh, I was doing all the photography, videography, which I had no idea about. <laughs> um, you know, running the Best Buy, trying to buy a camera, uh, not knowing how to use the camera. Everything. You know, it, it just doesn't work, man. I realized I sucked at most of the jobs because the one thing I was good at was keeping the client happy. Let me just hop in the uh, in the shade here. Sure. I think we're a little hot. Sorry, man. Ugh. No sweat at all. A little toasty out here. It's 100 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. Yeah. I'm not used to it. I'm Canadian. <laughs> I'm from Minnesota myself, so I can relate. Uh, okay. Are we good now? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, so where was I? I was talking about different skills. Yeah. So what I recommend, honestly, when you're trying to bootstrap a company, which most people are trying to do, especially if you're just starting a business, you have two great websites. Most people use that's Upwork and Fiverr. Um, and you need to find people and test different areas. I recommend Fiverr over Upwork or uh, Upwork over Fiverr. Like you get better quality because they actually test them based on the proficiency of that skill and their language asset. So I think that if you wanted to start a social media marketing agency, you know you need funnel building, Facebook ads, Google ads, SEO, email marketing, and those are really your five main pillars. And then of course your organic Instagram posting, et cetera. So if you can fill at least four out of six of those voids that you aren't good at, then you can go on Upwork and Fiverr, charge your client, I don't know, 2,500 bucks a month, and you can outsource at least 1,500 bucks a month to get everything done. And you're making $1,000 a month to keep your client happy and it's passive. And of course, you got you to gotta remember taxes. Nobody talks about taxes in this business. Mm. I don't know why. Nobody is talking about how much money. They only talk about how much money they make. They don't talk about taxes. Are we still good? Yeah, I think video froze, but I think we're still here on audio. Oh, shoot. Do you want to just wait a second? Oh, um, you might be back now. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say nobody talks about taxes. Like everybody's talking about how much money they're making, but I feel honestly, we both know that there's so many fakes online right now. Instagram is the perfect platform to make yourself look like a CEO. You start a new business. You're now a CEO. <laughs> it takes a long time to become a CEO of a company. You're a business owner. That's okay. But you haven't proven nothing yet. And a lot of people are fooled. So you really got to look at the, again, the law of association. You got to look at who you're learning from. Did they have a business five years ago or even three years ago? If so, did they have something that failed and failed forward? Or did they have something that was successful? Or did they just start doing their business? Is it another business every three months? Somebody who has another business every three months is looking for the next opportunity to get money from you. And there's so many people like that. So mm. you got to remember drop shippers for anybody that wants to get in drop shipping, somebody who makes a hundred grand a month on drop shipping, they're probably making 15 to 20 out of that. Then they got to minus their taxes, which they don't talk about which is probably 25 to 35%. So if they're taking 25 to 35 off 20, then we're talking, they're, they're probably making like 13, 14,000 out of 100,000. But people only see the 100,000. And even myself, when I make, if I make 100 grand in a month, I have to pay the government like 42%. That's 42 grand. People don't talk about that. So I really want people to understand that there is two sides to this and it's easy to manipulate the young audience and all these, like even myself turning 25, it's so easy if I wanted to say, hey, I just did a million dollars last year. Look at, my, look at my Stripe or look at my PayPal. Here's, here's the images. It's very easy to Photoshop, anything. So you need to understand who are they associated with? Have they bought their way into it? It's easy to buy yourself into any publications now. You can get yourself in anything. Yep. And I, people are going to hate me for saying this, but it's easy to get yourself in Forbes. It's easy to get oh, yourself. Yeah. You can buy it. <laughs> Five grand, you're in. Yep. <laughs> easy. Um, and you need to understand that who, who's legit. Like for myself, I'm happy that I have Ty and I have uh, part of Grant's team on, on, on my side because I can't buy my way into that. I had to go through two lawyers, two accountants and a personality test just to get in. <laughs> and it was like, okay, people know for a fact that they can trust that. Now, a lot of these guys selling coaching services, and I'm not here to rant, are, are, are learning the business, not implementing the business, faking their results, and then selling that knowledge that they have no idea works. And people buy these courses and then it's a non-refundable. So just be wary about where you're learning from. Honestly, 18, 19, stay in your own lane, learn from the people that you know are legit, and take those nuggets out daily. You should be waking up. You should surround yourself. Every day I surround myself, okay, this is what I gotta do. I got my whiteboard over here. It's right there. Mm. Every day I got something and it's a list. I call it a poly list. 
five top things that I need to get done. After that, if I get anything else done, great. If yeah. that happens at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., I got it done. And that's important. You need to understand that. And I think university did teach me that, was, was understanding that I need to get things done on a deadline or I'd fail and be kicked out. And that's one thing I took from it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'll leave that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm really glad you said that because there is a lot of garbage out there and there's a lot of people who are trying to sell a lot of different things. And you, you really have to do your due diligence. Like you got to look into their past. You got to look in their history before you hand somebody like 997 for some kind of coaching call or some kind of program. Like dig a little bit deeper. Okay. Don't just look at surface level. Like, like peel back the layers a little bit guys. Cause, cause there's a lot of people trying to sell you a lot of things. So much stuff, man. <laughs> every, every other person look up entrepreneur under Instagram. Uh, type, you'll see, you'll see name after name. Hey, check out my 14 day, blah, blah, blah. They'll get your email and they'll sell you. Yep. But that's, anyway, <laughs> all right. All right. So I want to, I want to transition out into Airbnb because that's, that's where you're doing most of your stuff right now. Um, you, you said at 21, you bought your first property. So first just walk us through that because I got a lot of young listeners as well who are interested in getting involved in real estate. Where did you get the money to buy your first property? Obviously you're doing some SMMA, um, doing that TV streaming service. So, uh, to be completely transparent, when I started, uh, my SMMA, it was just when I started to purchase my house. So all my money that I made was from Ross box, how I made it. Uh, I, and this is not, I'm not trying to be like everybody else. I had a hundred bucks <laughs> and I, I bought a TV box. It was an Android TV box. I bought it from Amazon. Uh, I didn't have enough money to private label from Alibaba where I had to buy in bulk. So what I did was I typed in Ross box in Amazon, uh, cause that was my company name. I didn't know what to call it. And there was something called an R box, which was close enough. So it made it look like it was my personal box. And uh, I still, it, I wasn't saying that it was mine, but what I was saying was I knew how to, I, I learned how to program um, what are called repositories into the Kodi platform. Kodi is a huge open source software uh, platform where you can watch any TV show, movie for a one-time fee and you connect it to your internet. All you got to do is update your firmware. So I started to learn that. I spent a month just sitting, this is where I did sit in my parents' basement, I bought a little QWERTY keypad and started typing in and learning how to actually create uh, a, a, a program that was able to just stream movies and TV shows just like you would on your laptop, but you could do it by simply just having it find all the best sources for you. So it had a scraper built in and people could just watch movies and not have to worry about advertisements. Hmm. Um, so how I got around that and didn't get in trouble at the time. Um, and I don't, I actually pushed Ross box aside. Now I don't do that anymore. Um, was, uh, it's streaming. It wasn't actually downloading in Canada. Once you download or upload content, instead of being a bypass or when you're watching in the middle, Essentially, it just goes through, you watch it, leave it. If you upload or download, you are then infringing on copyright and you're subject to a, a large fine and jail time. So that's how I got around that. Uh, but I was super intrigued. And what I did was I thought, what is a huge problem in Canada? We don't have unlimited data, by the way. I pay 300 bucks a month for my, my phone bill, which is absurd because I know yeah. in the United States you can get $60, 100 bucks a month, or whatever, unlimited. Um, and then it, for cable, it, it's like two, 300 bucks a month as well. So I, I thought to myself, I'm living in a community where there's a bunch of families. Most of these families can't afford, especially trying to provide for the family, $300 a month on all these shows for their kids. So that's what I did. I posted on the buy and sell group. Um, I, after I'd learned, bought my first Android TV box. And what I offered was a free trial. So that free trial meant I'd go over to their house. They'd book a time with me. I didn't know Calendly or any calendar systems, <laughs> this, that. So what I did was I would manually write down in my notepad. I still have the notepad. Every person that liked my post, shared my post commented on my post, I would reach out to them five, six hours a day, sitting there writing them. And, uh, Hey, I would love to come over show you the product. I'm not asking you to buy it. Um, I'll show you guys for an hour for free. 
So I did. Uh, I knew for a fact that if I could make more than $115 in a day, I'd make more than a full-time job was willing to pay me because I was, I was actually working uh, before I quit that job too. While I quit school. Uh, I was just a, a bar manager. Uh, so I realized that I needed to make that $100 ish mark a day and I would be okay. Um, which would provide me three grand a month, which is a great starting point. A uh, great starting point to start making money in, in, in your own space. So I did that, started doing TV, uh, or sorry, free trials for the TV streaming box. I was up all hours of the night, um, literally. And, uh, and then I'd offer, my issue was I offered lifetime support and realized that was something I couldn't do. So I, I, mm -hmm. I started to learn what a BA was and the virtual assistant off Fiverr helped me out with that. So any questions, support they needed, I trained them on it. And that's also how I started to delegate and not become a, you know, a one-man band was just hiring those VAs to do what I could do. Um, craft market sales, I'd spend 100 bucks on some of the profits I'd make. So for example, I'd pay 80 bucks for a box, a decent box, and I would charge 220 for it, including installation and setup. So I'd make 140 bucks. And uh, I did that through the whole summer. Um, and I made some cash. I made some, uh, I started using Stripe, understanding what Stripe was at the time, because I didn't know what any card processors were. I realized Stripe sucks now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, man, I, I saved up enough to, uh, originally I, I put a $50,000 down payment on the house. Wow. Uh, and then what happened after that was uh, I had no credit because I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. So um, with enough money, the bank was like, okay, uh, you don't have any credit. You don't have anything. So I'm lucky enough. My grandfather stepped in, wrote a check for the full amount, the other amount. And then I just started to pay him off. And that's how it happened. Wow. That's, that's nice to have those as an asset, because I know myself included, like I'm very actively trying to get involved in real estate right now, but it's, it's tough because I mean, I've been building my credit since I was 18. So, but, but not having that W2 income um, is, is yeah. tough because that's what banks want to see. They want to know if you're making money. If you're not filing your taxes, I guarantee you uh, a lot of people, the reason why I bring up taxes so much is because yeah. I just paid a huge tax bill. Oh yeah. <laughs> I it. Um, and I waited a couple of years to pay. Uh, I'm being completely transparent. I waited a year or two, two years. Uh, and then I finally filed. When you first start your business, um, especially in the United States, you need to be on that. The IRS is harder yeah. than the CRA. We have Canada Revenue Agency. You have Internal Revenue Service. Um, so I highly recommend for anybody that's, that's in this business, always just set aside 20%. 20% of whatever you make, put it in another bank account. Don't look at it. Pretend you don't have it. Um, you're still making money. And then you know if they come knocking on your door, you don't want to go to jail. Uh, you don't want to be owing a million dollars if you make a couple million in a couple years and it's five years later. Um, a lot of these online entrepreneurs are saying now they're going to fade. They're going to get hit with a huge tax bill. They're going to have a bad day and uh, you'll see them go away. So, 100%. 100%. So that's how you got that money to invest in your first property. Um, from there, when did you get introduced to Airbnb? Like, was that your original plan with this property? It was to Airbnb it out? I didn't even know. I wasn't even thinking about Airbnb. And then Turo kicked into my brain. I'm like, oh, I could do the same thing with Turo. Uh, so Airbnb, uh, it was summer uh, 2016. Um, I remember my friend said, let's go to Mexico. Let's go to Vegas. So we did that for two weeks. Uh, and I was like, okay, this is costing me a couple thousand dollars this trip. Um, you know, I'm making okay money, uh, but I don't, I don't really want to be spending it all on this trip. How can I make money while I'm gone? Airbnb. I, I searched up Airbnb. I listed my property again, whenever you have an idea, I recommend implementing it within two weeks. Otherwise it becomes, and I learned this from Ty personally. He said, mm. implement it in two weeks. Otherwise you will never do it. You'll fail forward and you'll, you'll, you'll fix what's wrong with it. Otherwise you'll just try to perfect it and it'll never happen. It's too late. Other people will do it. Yep. So Airbnb, I got a photographer in, um, got the place staged, ready to go. 
I uh, listed it within that first night. Airbnb actually puts you on the first page of Airbnb uh, mm. for your first three stays. They'll ask you to discount 20%. Uh, you have two options. You can do instant book or request a book. I always recommend for the listeners listening, you get free coaching. Uh, I always recommend no security deposit, instant booking, and a one-night minimum stay. Whenever somebody wants to book into an Airbnb, last minute, they're not looking at a huge house. What they're looking at is a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom apartment, typically a one-bedroom, which is cheaper for you to get into. Um, so that's what mine was, one bedroom, one bath. It was right beside what I call the Calgary Stampede in a good area downtown Calgary. Stampede is, uh, they call it the greatest outdoor show on earth. <laughs> it's a big ro rodeo and a carnival, etc. cetera, hmm. right beside my place. So the, I realized it's the best time of the year. I wasn't starting in January. I started yeah. in July. It was July 4th um, is when we started ours. So a good day for you guys. And, uh, and we re I realized I could charge 300 to $350 to $400, which is absurd to me. Wow. Um, I was, I was booked out 10 days at $400. Uh, and then I charged a cleaning fee on top of that of $50, which I just paid to a cleaner. So all I had to do was let my cleaner in, give them a task list. And then the guests would check in. Uh, I send them the instructions through, actually, I don't even do it now. I use AI, so artificial intelligence. Um, wow. And uh, it automatically sends the messages for me and writes the reviews. So I literally am totally hands off with this business uh, other than setting up and finding new deals. That's fully hands on, which takes time. Um, but once it's set up, it's good to go. So I started making money, more money than I had ever made passively. You know, in 10 days, I made four grand. It paid for my, my Mexico trip. And Vegas, of course, is a lot to pay for. But uh, I, I was hooked. And that whole summer, um, you know, I, I'd go, I didn't have anything to do. So I'd go up to my, my parents' house and I'd start working and I'd stay there for a couple nights. And I was making two, three, four hundred dollars $400 a night. And I was just pulling the money in. 30 days times $300 is $9,000 on one property. I was like, what if I had 10 properties? Well, that'd be $90,000. Not even in the slowest times of the, of the year, don't get me wrong. You'll, you'll make maybe 500 bucks a month on a property, but you're still profiting and you're, you're hands off. And that's like the worst time of the year. That's Calgary. If you're in LA or Miami, you're making two to three grand a month per property on like a, an apartment, a house like this, you're talking 20, 30 grand a month. It's huge. Um, and you don't even have to use your own money. You can get creative and start using other people's money. Hey guys, I have this great idea. That's what I did. I started an investment firm. Uh, it's called Hope Capital. It stands for helping others achieve greatness. And that's why I'm here right now. Um, and essentially with this, I reached out to my students and said, hey, you know, buy in for a minimum of five grand, whether you use a line of credit, loan, whatever it may be. And I want to see if we could actually collect them. If we can get enough letters of intent or just people saying they'll, they'll invest. We just, I just opened it, uh, seven weeks ago, uh, raised a million bucks in two weeks doing it. Uh, and that's just from, we do have 50 investors, 51 investors right now. Um, and I use the money. What I do is I rent these places off homeowners, get their permission. They usually want two, three, four months rent plus security. And we post it on Airbnb and that's called a master lease. And uh, there's a lot of little loopholes uh, that I talk about in my coach. I'm not going to give it all away. Sure. You, you can do two options. You can master lease, which is renting, in reposting uh, as long as you have owner's permission and then you have managing which costs no money uh, where you could go to a homeowner who couldn't sell their home uh, maybe it's an expired MLS listing uh, mm -hmm. you can talk to realtors go to investor meetings hey I, I do short-term rentals um, I'd love to put your place up I'll take 30% Ty said take 50 I say take 30 um, take 30% of the gross revenue if the, if the property makes five grand in a month you have now made $1,500 by organizing the cleaning do it doing the staging setup furnishing if need be uh, which you and the owner will split 30, 70. That's how it works. 
Uh, or if the owner wants you to pay for the full amount, you can move your percentage to 50-50 because now you furnish the place. If the owner's willing to furnish for you, you can still stay at the 30-70 because it's an amazing deal. You're putting no money down, no credit required because you actually put your business on the lease. And that's a nugget. I wasn't going to give it away, but you mm. put your business on the lease. It turns it into a corporate housing lease agreement. Uh, for anybody that's listening, uh, you will not put your personal name on there. When you put your business on the lease, it separates your legal entity. So if you have an LLC, what that does is legally... A business can't sleep in the bed. It's not a human being. So what ha happens is if somebody rents off you. It's not a sublease because I went to a hotel. I could extend my stay or shorten my stay. There's no lease agreement being signed. Uh, and it's all in the wording on the contracts that I do provide. Um, but realistically, you can get into this business for zero dollars. Zero dollars. That's wild, man. And I mean, yeah, like you said, clearly there's a lot of like legal stuff you guys have to be very aware of if you're getting into this. Don't just like listen to this podcast and like go out there and try to do this yourself. Um, you'll get yourself into some trouble. Definitely do like your homework, your due diligence. Um, yeah. But but this business model is definitely something that I'm very fascinated with. So like now, what is what do your tasks look like? Like what do you look for in properties? How do you find deals? What does it look like for you? Yeah. Um, at this point, I have uh, I do have a business partner. His name is Trey. Uh, he's in the house right now. He's calling people. He does 50 to 100 calls a day. Uh, we've even had the four seasons. We've flown out to the biggest corporate housing company in Denver two weeks ago, um, met with their CEO. It's really all about just pushing the boundaries. Even when we get a no, we see that as, okay, they said no now, but when we grow big enough um, and we get bigger to their level, uh, then we can come back or they might come to us. And whenever you're going to get a no, Every single person, it doesn't matter if you're listening to Denzel Washington, Sylvester Stallone, I was watching a video, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they all say you have to fail to learn how to do this business. And it doesn't matter. That's why you also get a mentor or somebody that knows what they're talking about. Whether you're learning through coaching a course or something that is legit, um, that's why it's so important. So you can go and learn from people who have already made those mistakes. I made a mistake. Uh, my mistake was... I didn't know what a corporate housing lease agreement was. I put my first name on a lease one time and the condominium bylaws uh, ended up saying there's no subletting or Airbnb specifically. And remember, we, we post on 200 short-term rental websites, not just Airbnb. Airbnb is the pinnacle though. Mm -hmm. And I got fined five grand. Uh, I had to get out of that lease, pay it out. Uh, they were charging me 200 a night for every impl uh, implication that I was uh, doing and it sucked. So I teach all my students how to get around that. There is certain things, uh, addendums within the, the leases and whatnot, clauses that you need to put. So Absolutely. I highly recommend that. Yeah, I mean, learning from, learning from other people's mistakes is always great, especially when they're like costly mistakes like that. Because like, sure, you could learn it yourself, but like if you could save yourself the five grand um, by learning from somebody else, like it's a, it's a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Braden, one thing that I do want to ask you before we wrap up the show is um, how would you recommend a young listener, somebody who's maybe in their early twenties to get started in this business model? Like what are the things, like what do you need to have to get started? You said you don't need a lot of upfront capital. You don't really need credit. Like what things do you need and who do you think in particular this business model like works well for? Like what, what type of person? Um, I think anybody, anybody can do it, but I'm not trying to be too vague. If you sure. feel like, if you feel like you have no passion for hospitality, uh, you have no passion for um, real estate, then this isn't your business. But if you have a passion for making money passively, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up anybody's, you know what, uh, this business is for anybody wanting to get into real estate without needing a large amount of money. We know that before Airbnb, we had to purchase property, which you need a huge down payment. Look at me. If I would have known I, I could leverage other people's properties, I would have taken that 50 grand I would have looked for one bedroom to two bedroom apartments 
for example, not everybody has 50 grand, I get it, but I would have taken that 50 grand and I would have divided that amongst 25 properties. Those 25 properties, even paying me $500 a month, would have made me $12,500 a month. Again, $1,000 a month, make me 25,000. Instead of one property with all my money tied up in it, making me no money a month, but if, even if I Airbnb it, I put way too much capitals and eggs in one basket. With this, as long as you can get the deal and how you're gonna get the deal is you gotta go where the fish are and that's like going to investors meetings. You type in your city, real estate investment meeting city, even if you're 18, those investors are gonna be like, I appreciate you. Now, if you're nervous, get somebody who's older, in your, whether it's your family member, maybe it's your dad, a cousin, a friend, get somebody who's older because we know older people. I don't care what anybody says, they will judge you based on how old you are, how you talk, what you know. So you need to know your stuff. And if you need to show up, like when I show up with my dad to some of the deals, cause he loves being involved, people take me more seriously because they look at me, they're like, oh, this young kid, he's, he's not gonna pay 20 grand a month for rent here, it's dad's money. I had that two days ago, this French guy said, it's your dad's money, where's dad? I'm like, it's not dad's money, we have an investment firm. We, we have the money for it. Um, and it, it's not all my money, it's other people's money. But the <clears> nice part about this is I'm making other people money and it's not just for me. It's, it's so bad when people wanna get to the top alone. Like it's so bad, it's so lonely, man. People don't understand that. If you make all this money and you have no friends to go with, like what are you gonna do? Are you, you're gonna sit alone on your own island doing absolutely nothing. And I know a few people like this where they, they literally, when they're on their deathbed, they're not gonna, all they thought about was money their whole life. Money, 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 money. Never thought about help, helping other people. And that's why we called it whole capital, helping others achieve greatness is because we've now given people an opportunity to run their Airbnb business for them and for a, a very low cost. And they don't even have to use their own money. They can use other people's money, line of credit. You can get an unsecured uh, loan for under five grand, no collateral. And you could actually join this and actually make money with it and earn. And it, I'll give you the exact percentages, 6% on the gross revenue. So if we do 20 grand in a month on this, you're earning 6% of 20 grand, which is 1200 or 1400, 1250 or whatever it is. And then after that, you make half of that in perpetuity. So you're getting paid even after a normal real estate investment deal. You should take seven, to eight years to make your money back. We're talking six to seven, maybe eight months, maybe not even that we're projecting four to five. Um, and you'll make all your money back after that you're getting paid. It's mailbox money and you can reinvest that money if you choose to, if you don't want to, that's perfectly fine. We've had Ty's team come in. Uh, I have a few of his guys. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but I have a few of his uh, employees that have come in and actually invested in this. That's how, that's how real they see the business opportunity. So who is this for? How would you get started? If you've got $0, absolutely nothing. I would start learning, go to, go to my other videos on YouTube or podcasts that I've talked about, even this one and re-listen to how I, I just gave you, I, I gave you the business model is what I did over the, over the stretch of the podcast. But if you have really this, you could, you could implement this idea and go to an investors meeting, get friends together, get, get like five friends to come over that, you know, are working and that have maybe a thousand bucks each to invest. You could do that, get five people to come in, get your first property all together. I don't recommend getting too many people on a property, but if you can get higher, larger, go to the bank, done. You can get a student loan, you can get a loan for this. And I'm not saying start a business on a loan necessarily, but I'm saying at such a low cost, if you do your numbers right, also when I'm coaching, we have a software that shows us down to the cent how much a property will make before we even take it on and how it does it is it collects real-time data from VRBO, HomeAway, and Airbnb. And it shows us the daily average rentals based on the occupancy and how much they're charging and the cleaning fee. And it adds it together using an algorithm and shows us based on that property, based on the community, 
sort of like when you sell your house, how much a property you'll make. So you need to do your due diligence. If you don't have that software, go on Airbnb, start researching. I would start by, by learning this business model because you can't pitch something you don't learn, you don't know. Um, and if, if, once you've learned it, start going to where the investors are, go to the investors meetings, start putting your, yourself out there on social media. Hey guys, I have this great idea. Anybody that's interested, I'm going to host a live webinar. Do what I did, man. I don't even half the time. I don't even have anything. I'm, and my girlfriend calls me crazy for doing half the stuff I do because I have nothing prepared most of the time. Like, let me get you this. This is my notebook. She wrote in it. That's all I got in there. And most of the time I'm that kind of guy that I'm horrible at organization and uh, punk, like punctuation or not punctuation, punctuality, punctuation. <laughs> and uh, honestly, you need to delegate that. Like I said, so for the young listeners, learn the business model, bring your friends and family in, start to broadcast it to your social media. Even if you have 10 followers, start to get on social media, connect with people. Don't just follow them and like their picture. You've got to comment and message them. Those are the two things that people want. They want real comments. Gary V's dollar 80, give 90 people your two cents a day. Do that every single day. If you don't want to do it, hire a VA, get them on your account. They'll do it for $7 a day. Do that for a week and see what happens to your account. I promise you, you will get business and it works. It's just people don't see that. And that's why you're on the podcast. And uh, that's where I'd recommend you start. Mm, straight up. So much value just provided there, guys. Like literally rewind the last five minutes of the podcast and listen to that over yeah. again because because Braden just dropped some amazing, amazing <laughs> wisdom on y'all. Now, I do have some questions I like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. Are you feeling ready for those? Mm-hmm. Awesome. First thing I'm curious about is what is something that genuinely has you excited right now? This could be in your business, in the world of real estate, but like what's something that genuinely has you fired up? I love how the world's trends. I'm not saying fully online. But I love how even five years ago, when I graduated, my graduation photo showed up on Facebook seven years ago yesterday, (laughs) grade 12. And I looked at myself and I'm like, I had zero knowledge on what I know now. And I learned more in one year online than I did in 12 years, I believe, in school that actually I can use practically. And that's just it. It's practicality is key. So what am I excited about? I'm excited about this information age we're in right now turning into an implementation age where we're going to start seeing more young entrepreneurs booming businesses because we already see it. There's so much opportunity. I feel like every one in two or three people now that are our age want to start their business online because they're influenced by the influence, which is good, even if they're fake, uh, (laughs) influencers online by what's possible. What's possible is the drop shipping. What's possible is starting a YouTube and becoming a YouTube star and eventually maybe making it into an A-list movie. Um, and it's just so much opportunity online. I think that people have no reason to be unsuccessful now unless they're lazy. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> so, Brayden, what uh, habits, do you have any habits that have served you particularly well, either in business or lifestyle? Uh, yeah. So, for me, honestly, I, I study a lot of what, like, top leaders do every morning. And with what they do, like Jeff Bezos, for example, he usually will hop on his phone for like one or two hours when he wakes up. I've always been in that routine. Like as soon as I wake up and even as bad as that sounds, some people believe you should just get up and go. My routine for me works where I feel where I'm not rushed into my day. I do better. So if I'm not rushed into my day, uh, I'll actually wake up, go on my phone, answer all my texts, emails, whatever it is, and get my work done and schedule my day. That way I'm comfortable and I don't have to wake up and feel like, oh my God, I got to go to the gym or something. I can do that later on. I'm not even a morning guy anyway. I've never been. I hate hmm. morning. Hmm. 
Super interesting. That's like, that's like the opposite of what most people that come on the show say. So that's super interesting to hear that. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I love it. So Brayden, I know you're putting out a fair bit of content across Instagram, YouTube, all those different channels. Um, is there any content that you're consuming right now, whether that's books, audiobooks, podcasts, YouTube channels? Um, so inter- I actually don't, <laughs> I don't read, I read online. I don't read books sure. which I more, but I don't learn that way. I learn visually watching videos. Um, so when I'm learning, I, I actually watch Dan Lok every single day. Hmm. Uh, Dan Lok is my guy. He's Vancouver uh, yeah. based. He's very, when I'm watching his videos, I don't have to listen for an hour and a half to watch the full movie. I get the movie in a minute, which I love because I get practical advice that I use every day in my business, just watching him. So between him, uh, Ty, of course, a lot of people watch Ty. Yeah. Uh, I watch a lot of Grant Cardone. The reason why I watch that is because I, I love to learn how to sell um, and not just sell for a monetary value, but sell the influence. Hmm. I think influence has almost similar currency as money at this point, because if you have influence, you'll earn money. That's what's up, man. It's, it's all about the attention, the eyeballs. Like once you have the people and you have that influence over them, you, you can leverage that for, for any cause you want. Mm-hmm. 100%. So that's my opinion on it. Amazing. Well, Brayden, you've been dropping so much value on our listeners. I'm extremely grateful for that. Where can they go to follow up with you, learn more about what you're doing, learn more about Airbnb, all that good stuff. Where's the best place? Yeah. So I am, uh, I'm not a heavy Snapchat, Twitter user. I'm starting to get into it. So it's just Instagram, honestly. Uh, it's just Ibrayden Ross. So I-B-R-A-Y-D-O-N-R-O-S-S. Super easy to find. You can literally just type Ibray, I-B-R-A-Y, and I'll pop up. Um, usually I have a picture of me somewhere on a beach because that's what I love to do is travel. Um, and you can hit me up there. I do my coaching. Um, and uh, if you are interested in getting into this business and get some real advice, I'm happy to help out. Awesome. I'll be sure to link that up in the show notes for our listeners as well. Braden, again, super grateful for you and your time. Do you have any last closing thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to wrap the show up here with today? Um, I would say, like, I, I really like when you asked me, like, how do you step into that world of, of being surrounded by uh, larger influencers or people that have done well in business? It doesn't even have to be an influencer. Um, treat, treat billionaires like they're normal people. Hmm. When you go up to somebody who's wealthy, people are always kissing their ass. And if you don't, if you don't know any different, if you walked up to the, 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 the founder of Snapchat, you didn't know who he was, he'd be like, why is this guy treating me different? And they'll appreciate that because they always want something. people. They know people always want something from them. Um, I know Tony Robbins nephew and uh, Tony Robbins nephew lives in Vancouver. And he always says, yeah, people always want something from my uncle. People always want something from my uncle. Nobody ever wants to just hang out. Nobody ever wants to just have a quick 30 second chat about how his day is going. Mm. So it's always treat them like a normal person and it'll get you a lot further. That's what I did. That's what I've always done. I don't care what you have. Um, it, we, we started the same, you're going to die the same. Um, and people aren't going to remember you for how much money you had. They're going to remember you for your influence and what you created and left behind. Mm. That's the truth. That's the truth. Brayden, thank you again so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Um, and I'm super grateful for all the value you provided you today. Thanks man. Appreciate it. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Young Smart Money. Again, if you guys did enjoy the show, do remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us get in front of more people with the show. It helps you hear from even more amazing guests. It just makes the world go round when you do smash that five-star in 
iTunes. And if you guys want me to shout you out in my Instagram story, I am always up for that. So if you send a screenshot of your review to Apple Crater Official on Instagram, shoot me a DM of that or just tag me in it. Would love to repost it on my short story and give y'all a shout out there. Otherwise, I hope you guys do have a wonderful day, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you are at the gym, whatever you are up to on this fine day. I hope it is a splendid one and I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day.